Anthony, and I am joined by once again a cavalcade of the three musketeers surrounding me. And in no particular order in the top left-hand corner, it's Adam from Dubious Intent. Hello, sir. In the center square, in fact, anything like Whoopi Goldberg, it's Seder from the Seder Spear podcast. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> And to the right square, coming in at 120 pounds, heavyweight championship of Michigan. It's that blue jeans guy, David. Uh, hi. 120 <laughs> pounds? Not since I was probably like 10 years old. Well, I'm, I'm trying to be complimentary, so. Okay, thanks. <laughs> oh, our own. Who's messaging? Checks in the mail. <laughs> Just make that out to Anthony. So, all right, guys. So we have a little bit of gay news this week. Let's start off first with New York City and lesbian sues Queen Sizzler claiming anti-gay harassment. And who wants to do a Queen's accent for this story here? Anyone? Queens. I don't know. New York accent? All right, I'm just going to read it here. <clears throat> Lambda Legal is suing a Sizzler restaurant after a lesbian customer reported that she was insulted by the manager who used anti-gay slurs. Lambda Legal charges in the suit that the frightening encounter ensued after the manager ac- accused Lisa Friedlander of not paying for the buffet during brunch with friends at the Forest Hill Sizzlers last September. The suit filed in Queens, Queens Supreme Court. Save that five times fast. Uh, says the manager uh, shoved Freelander in the chest and kicked her in the legs while calling her a effing dyke and other epithets. A suit contends the attack set off a frenzy of hateful chants from other patrons, spurring Freelander's friends to frankly dial 911 out fear she would be killed. One male diner called Freelander a he-she freak and demanded she leave. Freelander said it left her shaken just because I don't appear... To be a sizzler manager's idea of what a woman should look like doesn't mean that gives him the permission to attack me and allow other customers to join in, Freelander said. The restaurant manager denies everything, says Freelander freaked out after being told the buffet brunch period had ended. So, what do we think? Does this have any weight, guys? Or is this just a typical crazy person? So, well, I'm I'm a little bit confused. So somebody explained to me, did he accuse her of not paying there on the spot and that's when the fight happened? Or did, I don't, I don't understand how this happened. It doesn't really explain, like, why she wasn't paying or, I mean, not that that's the point, but. Well, that's what she says. She says he attacked her because she didn't pay. He says she freaked out because there was no buffet. What am I, Dr. Seuss? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> you cannot have the buffet, my ma'am. 
there are no eggs in ham. <laughs> wow, that's scary. So, all right. Well, I guess uh, I guess it's going to be handled out in court. I, I guess it begs the question if people who just feel like they, you know, they're not following the rules can throw out the either the lesbian or gay thing, or if it really was as bad as she is claiming it is, then that's pretty bad. <laughs> I know I've had it. Uh, I had an experience one time at a place I worked at uh, with one of my fellow employees. Um, she did something and she was clearly in the wrong, and I reprimanded her for it. Well, she went to the store manager and started saying that I had used a racial slur against her because she happened to be African American. Um, it was the the phrase "you people," which I I mean, first of all, I didn't even know that was considered a racial slur. The second of all, I never even said you people. So you do have cases sometimes where a person, because they know they don't have a leg to stand on, they're going to pull a racial, racial, you know, gender identity, gender, whatever kind of card because they have nothing else to, to play. It's also that some people have a chip on their shoulder about being gay. At a former hotel I worked at, we had a group come in and some people... Uh, a big group checked in, and these two women walked up, uh, a black woman and a Latino woman, and they did not like their room. I said, well, I'm so sorry, ma'am. Let me see what I can do about finding another room for you and your friend. Just, my friend, my friend, give me your manager right now. And my manager came over. She was, I have just been insulted by your, your employee. This is my wife, not my friend. You should teach him not to be so homophobic. <laughs> and my manager is just trying not to die of laughter like scott yeah he's really homophobic, well, how, he's homophobic I mean, employee here but how are you gonna know had, she already had a chip on her shoulder being a lesbian and and i'm sorry being black I, I will say this not to sound racist but she already had these chips on her shoulder and the fact that i said friend and not wife because i'm supposed to already know it's her wife right because well, we have I mean, so many married lesbians come into our hotel. Well, what did they do? Come in wearing, you know, T-shirts that said, you know, I'm her wife with arrows pointing in either direction or something? I mean, you, you don't have any way of knowing. If they were straight and they just happened to be rooming together, which actually women do quite frequently when they travel In fact, travel that is what 99% of our hotel was, was women who were just rooming together. Then, you know, I mean, you have no way of knowing. And if you'd have said your wife to someone who was straight, they would have been offended that you thought they were gay. So, I mean, yeah, you're exactly. kind of in a lose-lose situation there. I mean, right. Yeah. It's just people that just have an axe to grind. They just want to find an axe to grind no matter what. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, and I'm not saying that we should take anything lightly, but I do find that a lot of my friends and I've always been, of course, now I grew up in the South, so I think people who grow up in a part of the country where there is a lot more homophobia tend to be a little bit more maybe tolerant of homophobia in general and maybe tend to ignore it better. So, like, I mean, me, I just, I don't even notice when people are looking at me or, you know, making comments unless it's, like, right to my face. I just have always made it a habit to just kind of let that stuff kind of go over my head and not even pay attention. I had somebody but tell I, me the other day that I didn't look yet. <laughs> well, they said hey. you don't you didn't look like it. And and any other person might have gone, "Oh, what do you mean I don't look like it?" But I just sort of went, "Eh, oh, whatever." And you know, there's that. I mean, I wear baseball caps a lot and whatever and if and and I don't 
you know, everybody, I mean, I kind of think I'm 50-50 and it depends on who you are. Some people think that I act and sound gay and look gay and some people think that I don't. But, but I mean, regardless, I mean, I just, there are some people who are really, really sensitive about it and think that every little thing is, is, is somehow, you know, someone going against them or taking a shot. Obviously calling someone a dyke is, is blatant, but I'm just saying there are situations where people are more sensitive than others. All right. True dad. All right. Moving on to the next story. Uh, CPAC to go proud. Don't come back. Uh, David, would you be so kind to read this? Sure. All the last year's toting and bootlicking has been for naught. That sounds more like a get-together of IML. But anyway. <laughs> bootlicking. Exactly. GoProud will not be allowed to return to CPAC, the annual convention of right-wing hate groups. You may recall that GoProud used CPAC 2011 to publicize the presidential aspirations of Donald Trump. Actually, no, I don't. Uh, WorldNet Daily, well, there, right there you go, exults. It's been confirmed. GoProud, the conservative organization that has homosexual rights, these are all air quotes, by the way, at the top of its agenda is out for the 2012 Conservative Political Action Conference. This event, organized by the American Conservative Union, is one of the largest conferences for conservatives held anywhere in the United States each year. But it had faced the loss of some participants over the past several years, specifically because of its inclusion of Go Proud. Some of the organizations whose leaders have raised concerns in recent years have included heavyweights such as the Heritage Foundation, Media Research Center, Family Research Council, and Concerned Women for America. But word of the change came today when WorldNet Daily obtained access to letters mailed to GoProud as well as the John Birch Society, which was also left on the chopping block by the new procedures that Al Cardenas the chief of the organization announced he would implement when he took over. Go Proud Wines. We have received no notification from ACU. An ACU board member told me this afternoon that they were unaware of such a decision and that to the best of his knowledge, no decision had been made. I certainly hope that it is true. The last thing the conservative movement needs right now is an unnecessary, ugly, and divisive fight. The stakes in 2012 are too great. GoProud's number one goal is defeating Barack Obama. That should be the goal of every conservative organization. So can someone explain to me exactly what GoProud stands for and where are they coming from? Aren't they just like the, you know, the, the log cabin Republicans rebranded, or am I wrong on that? See, that would require us to be crazy and to know. <laughs> I'm assuming, yeah, it's probably something along the lines of, um, of the log cabin Republicans. Um, because they're getting a lot of I've, they're getting a lot of attention. It's like the gay group that hates themselves and doesn't make any sense. I'll do I'll do a Google search here quickly and see what it is. Uh, well, just okay, to, Well, don't spend that much effort on it. <laughs> well, you ask. Well, I have the I have the general I have the general idea of what it is, but it just seems to be that they're like we're gay and we're Republicans and we don't agree with their, all most gay people. And it's just sort of like, huh? What what are you standing for? Well, just to bring in another um, viewpoint on that, because I, I face this quite often. I'm now I'm not affiliated with any. I don't consider myself to be a Republican or a Democrat. I consider myself independent. But a lot of my views are more conservative, 
And so I've always dealt with when I'm with a bunch of gay people who they're all like way, way liberal and everything. And I'm the conservative one. It's always something that I faced like I'm the odd man out because I'm conservative in a lot of topics. Whereas, you know, um, if I'm with my like family who are all Christians or whatever, I'm the more liberal one because I'm gay, you know. So I, I don't necessarily think that, you know, they have a right to be conservative and that's okay. I think you can be conservative and still be gay because there are plenty of areas that you can have conservative views of. I think, you know, gayness is not the only topic. Right. So, you know, my opinion would be, you know, you can be conservative and be gay um, there are plenty of, of of areas that you can have that conservatism in. I do not know specifically about this group, though. Okay, well, I, I just looked it up here. Um, about GoProud, this is from their website, goproud.org, if anybody actually wants to look. Um, you really should look because there's a rather disturbing thing on their homepage. There's a man with a tattoo of Richard Nixon on his back. <laughs> Thankfully, it's a drawing, but it's still, it's kind of disturbing to see. But anyway, now it says Go Proud, their mission, uh, Go Proud represents gay conservatives and their allies. Go Proud is committed to a traditional conservative agenda that emphasizes limited government, individual liberty, free markets, and a confident foreign policy. Go Proud promotes our traditional conservative agenda by influencing politics and policy at the federal level which, by the way, is actually not a conservative thing because typically conservatives are about states' rights. Right. Uh, so basically that's kind of it. Basically they are what conservatives have typically stood for or at least your, your more right wing has stood for. They just like to suck dick. Yeah, and the thing is that they're not really for gay marriage, if I'm correct, and they, they side with Ann Coulter on things, so it's sort of... Well, it does say we believe that every individual should be equal under the law. So let me see. Well, if you believe that, then you would promote gay marriage. But let me see what they want. Because this, this is their federal um, tax reform, health care reform. The tax reform is they, they want the fair tax. Uh, they want free market health care reform. In other words, exactly what we have right now. Um, Social Security reform, putting it to the stock market, essentially. Um no activist judges. Uh, they don't want any government spending of this against wasteful and unnecessary spending. Um, they deny. Let's see. They do say standing strong against radical regimes that refuse to recognize the basic human rights of gays and lesbians, women, and religious minorities. Um, they do oppose any anti-gay federal marriage amendment. Uh, marriage should be a question for the states. A uh, federal constitutional amendment on marriage would be an unprecedented federal power grab from the states. So they do switch to free to states' rights in that case. Uh, so basically, that's that's their written stand. Seems this. like they're a little bit like a, the Tea Party. It's like very passionate but misinformed on a lot of things. Well, I think it's. I think they want to keep, you know, the fiscal and probably even political conservatism to a certain extent, probably more fiscal than than political. Mm. But they also want to they also want to be recognized, you know, that you know, we have rights too, essentially. They don't they they don't want the the anti gay thing that tends to get striped in with everything else in the uh, the usual uh, Republican plank, you know, cons- uh, their their campaign uh platform. There we go. 
they don't want that ant, those anti-gay planks to go in there. Good luck. Hmm. Well, but see, then they then they release videos where they they have like the main guy from there saying he doesn't like most gay people. So I think they're I think they're just a little bit confused with what they actually stand for. So. Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, they're they're trying to reform a party that basically throws them under the bus at every available opportunity. Right. So, so, so yeah, it's uh, you might be misguided, my friends. All right, moving on to the next story. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I fell asleep during all that. <laughs> can, can I wait? Is the next one the? Yeah, can I read the next one? Sure, go right ahead. <laughs> because I well, I personally love an uncut dick, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Amen, sister. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Circum- <laughs> Circumcision ban cut from, uh, is it San Francisco ballot? SF ballot, I'm assuming. Saying it is unconstitutional, yesterday a California judge stuck a proposed ban on circumcision from, or struck, I'm sorry, a proposed ban on circumcision from the upcoming San Francisco ballot. The ruling by Superior Court Judge Loretta Giorgi, I, I hate trying to pronounce names, confirmed a tentative decision she issued a day earlier and came after she heard arguments from proponents of the ban, which would have made San Francisco the first U.S. city to hold a public vote on whether to outlaw the circumcision of minors. Michael something, an attorney for the proponents, told <laughs> Georgie that circumcision was not usually performed as a medical procedure. He also said the ballot measure included an exception in cases where circumcision was needed for health reasons. Quote, if you bring in your son and say, my custom, my religion requires circumcision of this little boy, the state hasn't said anything on the issue, so there's not a matter of preemption um, canine. It looks like canine, or anyway, argued. (laughs) Already controversial, the proposed ban garnered additional fervor last month when its primary backer published a comic book that many found to be anti-Semitic. So... I don't think it should be banned or people shouldn't be allowed because it really is the parent's decision when, I mean, when you're a child, the parents kind of have control. But on the other hand, when you get older and you wish that you hadn't been circumcised, there's not a whole, whole lot you can do. Well, let me ask you this. If uh, people were going around and basically cutting off women's women's genital parts, um, would we be... Well, you know, how would we feel about that? Because it's, it's general mutilation is basically what it boils down to. No matter which way you, you try, to, try to write it off, it's basically removing a part of the body that is already there. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm against it personally. I mean, I think that, you know, that you should have the right to make that decision when you get older. I, I believe that when they started well i know it was religious reasons but isn't it also just because of health reasons cuz no, you can get more infections and you things know, of that, that nature? infections are going to come and go no matter what you do it's religious reasons that people are trying to once again um, it's 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 an oppression method that religion has just passed down from you know ages to ages and now it's just a matter of like why are we still doing this I mean, because it just it makes absolutely no sense. If we were cutting off the, what's what's the thing in the women the, the libia? Clitoris. Look, if we clitoris, if we were going around cutting off the clitoris because for health reasons, people would be in an uproar. But for some reason, because this has been tradition, people are just go, are allowed to just cut off a part of the boy's penis when they're very young. Um, 
probably causing tra- you know trauma and stuff to the kid that you know they don't even realize at that early age but beyond that you know i'm all for this ban i think that we should have a ban because obviously we can't get simple-minded people to understand the reason why you shouldn't be doing this so i guess we're going to have to have a law in order to force people to actually realize logic and facts yeah on second hand i i would uh, i would sign a bill i mean i would vote for a bill that banned it just because i wish that i had the choice myself you know, well, I mean, once it's, it's gone, it's we really gone. Sh- we shouldn't have to. Do, we shouldn't have to have a law. I mean, the law is just—it's just preposterous that we should have to have a law for people to understand basic human rights. But unfortunately, sometimes I feel you have to pass a law because people just don't wake up. People never progress on. Sater, David, yeah, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, first of all, the law—the law wouldn't stand up against the First Amendment because it is a legislative body. Uh, making a law regarding the free exercise of religion uh, for Jews and for Muslims. Those are the two that I know for sure. This is a, a rite of passage that they do. Uh, they circumcise a young boy at, on day seven of his life uh, because, you know, it's what uh, Jehovah or Allah told them to do. Uh, and, yes, the, the origin was in health. Uh, most of the Mosaic Law... I can't speak for the Quran because I haven't studied it close enough. Most of the stuff in the Mosaic Law was was very early attempts at health and sanitation laws. Um, they had to frame it in the context of a God that would kill you if you didn't do this because, I mean, you know, they saw people do this and they saw them die. So they figured this was God exacting revenge because they were breaking a law. Uh, and it was at the time the best way to explain what was happening. They didn't understand things like, you know, viruses and bacteria and what they can do when they get into our bodies. They just thought that God was zapping somebody dead. You know, maybe it took years, but, um, you know, I would agree that the need for circumcision has probably passed, although there is some... there is some evidence to say that, especially in countries or well, countries like continents like Africa right now, where HIV infection is so widespread that there is something about it that it does help slow the spread of HIV. I think it's just because you I don't thought get the it was you, caught up in there. I thought if you didn't get the the circumcision, that gave you a better chance for fighting HIV. That's that's what I'm saying. If no, if if uh, They've shown there is some medical research that shows that if a man is circumcised, he is less likely to pass HIV if he has unprotected sex. Huh. And I think it has everything to do with the stuff probably just lives underneath the foreskin, I'm imagining. See, I, 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 heard, I heard the other way around, but it's been a while since I've heard, I've heard that study, so I'm not sure. Right. I just know that you know there has been a widespread... Uh, effort to circumcise men in most African countries uh, because of this. Again, you know, uh, whether or not it's, whether or not, I, I, you know, I don't know enough about the stuff. I don't claim to be a doctor, so I'm not going to make any kinds of, you know, medical claims one way or the other. I just know that's what's being done. Uh, So, I mean, against our First Amendment, something like this is never going to pass. I mean, it would pass, but it won't stand up to to do to judicial review um, because, again, it's the state a stat, a, making a law a, a concerning the free exercise of religion. 
Well, what about the exercise of religion where, like, Indian cultures actually perform rituals where they strap a bone underneath your skin and you're, have, you're forced to run with that bone tied to a pole and you're supposed to break the skin and bleed? Well, that's India. We're no, talking about Indian, the U.S. Indian. Feathers, not dot. You're talking about Native Americans? Native Americans, yes. I'm sorry. I... I mean, should we make a law that says that that should be uh, prohibited as well? Because that's pretty stupid. Native Americans, most Native Americans are considered, uh, well, the ones who are registered as Native Americans and who do live on a reservation are considered sovereign nations. Um, I don't, I think they still have to mostly um, comply with the Constitution, but. Um, their payout ceremonies have been upheld by the by the Supreme Court, and I imagine some of the mutilation has been as well. You know, if it's something where a consenting adult is doing it, there's not a lot that you can do legally. See, and that's the thing that always amazed me when I found out about that. I'm like, why aren't we stopping this? And it's basically you can get away with so much if it's under I've the guise of religion. I've never heard of it, to be honest with you. What? Well, if they if they just changed it maybe to... And I don't know how it is nowadays, but I think back when I was born, and, and you know, that was in 78, so, I mean, that was quite a while ago. But I think that it was just that's what they did. Like, you just got circumcised unless the family said they didn't want you to be circumcised. Right. Yeah. So, and I don't know how it is now, but even if – maybe if we didn't legislate it, but maybe if they changed the system to where the common practice is not to circumcise unless the parents request it. And maybe that's the way it is, because like I say, I you know it's been forever since I was born, obviously. But um, but I mean that would it, you know in that way, if you if it is your religion to do it, or you know you have really strong convictions about it, and we don't think that it can be legislated necessarily, at least people wouldn't just be blindly just kind of going through the motions of having something done just because that's what's done to everybody. Now, I have to say that I think it, it's it's becoming increasingly more uncommon and my only my only study to provoke this is all the 19 to 22 year olds i'm having sex with that haven't <laughs> there are now i i will say i mean i i have a bit of a sampling myself and and i will say that some of the younger guys that i've had sex with recently more it, it's always uncommon it's all it's always more uncommon amongst like um hispanic and and other um, cultures or other races than it is white guys, but I have actually seen more white guys recently in their early twenties who are uncut. So, and it's I mean, hot. <laughs> oh my god! That, right. That's why I say I'm selfish on this one because I mean, just leave them all uncut if it's it's if it's up to me. All right. Well, hopefully we can get to that point. So. All right, moving on to the next story. North Cyprus campaigners call for repeal of anti-gay laws. Saturday. Actually, actually, you've got to go to another story first before you hit that story. Oh, I'm sorry. Which, first, one, which the one? The first story is that men have been arrested in North Cyprus for gay sex. Two men have reportedly been arrested in North Cyprus for having gay sex. According to Cabri newspaper, the men were accused of having... Unnatural intercourse in a hostel in Nicosia. One of the men was arrested in the hostel while the other man was arrested in a car park. 
Oh, they have parks just for cars. That's cute. <laughs> uh, if convicted, they face up to five years in prison. The case has already come before a court where police were granted one day's custody of the men to investigate. While Cyprus has repealed laws against homosexuality, the Northern Republican of Cyprus has not. When the island became an independent nation in 1960, the anti-gay British colonial laws remained. And then we switch over to this one. That following reports of two men being arrested for gay sex, rights activists in northern Cyprus are now calling for the decriminalization of homosexuality. So this is just uh, people are now realizing, oh, crap, these guys are going to go to jail. We need to stop this. I Poor North Cyprus. Don't have sex when you're in North Cyprus. Well, they have, I mean, they have issues in Cyprus anyway. I, I actually uh, went on vacation to Cyprus when I lived over in England, and it literally um, is divided in two. And you have, if you want to go to one or the other, and I, I guess it's called Northern Cyprus and Cyprus. I'm not sure what each one's called, but um, you, there's like a big, huge um, fence with like military presence at every entry into into the you know each half basically of the island, and they have different laws and everything between the two places. So it's there's quite a bit of strife there anyway. So, what it comes down to is if you leave America, learn the gay laws, and don't have sex. Well, too, if you're well. I think as as Americans, we have to try and get these other countries to get on board with acting, you know, normal. <laughs> we need to get ourselves on board first. Well, that too, but that doesn't mean we can't say these other countries. Um, you're a little bit behind the times, and you really need to update your civil liberties. Oh, I, I love I love your up with people attitude, but David's right. There's no way we can cast stones at another country. While crap is going on here, yeah, we can. We 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 suck at it, but we could still cast stones. <laughs> we we do it all the we time. Do, yeah. but we we do it. But we look like the world's biggest hypocrites when we do it. We go in and show other countries. We say we're going to establish democracy in these other countries. Hell, we've not even established the shit here. Well, that doesn't mean that the intention isn't isn't there. No, I, I understand what you're saying, what but that doesn't mean we just have to say, oh, we have to fix everything here first. Well, we can sort of. Give our thoughts to other places as well. Granted, we suck at doing what we do here, but you know we can at least try and help other people in other parts of the world as well. But Anthony, what good is it doing it? Look at Ghana, where people are being executed for being gay. That's been in the news for two, three years now. And America is not the only country that's going, you need to stop this. What progress has been made? Nothing. It's their motherfucking country. They're going to do what they want. If you're a homo in these countries, you got to get out. If you want to survive. Well, I, I, and I agree with that, is that, you know, we can't necessarily control other countries, but we can still tell them. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. It's like the whole Libya thing. I don't think we should be involved with Libya. We shouldn't be going into other countries and telling them, you know, we shouldn't be controlling them. But we can at least say to them, hey, what you're doing isn't nice. You really need to not do that. So I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I, I'm just of the mind that, you know, beyond telling gay people, get the hell out of Dodge, what else can you do? You know, now, Don't you, get me wrong. I totally agree with you. But at the same time, we have to be realistic. It's another country. Short of going to war and taking the country over, there is nothing we really can do. I mean, I don't know Other how you would— Other than as Americans not go there. 
That's right. what we can do. We right. cannot give our tourist dollars to these countries. Yeah, Adam. I don't know how. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I didn't care. But um, I don't know how you would do this, but maybe for countries that, that have these kind of laws, there should be some way for them to, like, gain asylum in other countries that, you know, do not have these laws, you know, say, well, I'm, I'm a homosexual. Can I, you know, move to your country? I mean, I don't know how you'd prove that. And you'd probably have a lot of people just saying they were gay so they could move. Well, that's why you have a panel. Uh, And if the guys are cute, I'll be on the panel. (laughs) I will prove they're a bunch of moes. Well, I was going to say, you know, I want to know what kind of investigation, quote unquote, that the police were doing for that day to see whether these people had been having gay sex. And if so, I guess maybe we could just, you know, use that. Yeah. Okay, bend over. Okay, I guess you well, are gay. In this you, case, you move in this over. case, they were arrested in a hostel. So probably they're either. Have you ever been to a hostel? There's a lot of people there. Either other people reported them having sex, or maybe the hostel owner reported them having sex, and they got arrested. So were they not even from there? Were they like on vacation? If they're in a hostel, I maybe they were. I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't say in the article, but it doesn't say two Americans were arrested. So I, I'm not sure. All right. Well, we wish our best to those people who are in those countries that do not have at least some ability to exercise who they are without fear of repercussions. So. And you know what's really sad? They're probably uncut. <laughs> I was I was actually going to say, well, we know they got arrested, but the real question on all our minds is, are they uncut? But Seder, you're always looking on the bright side of every story, aren't you? I'm try. Hey, dude, I did a year with up with people. I'm really try. I, I try. <laughs> all right, why don't you uh, go ahead and read the next story for us about the Indian lesbian couple? Meet again? Yes, you again. I'm, I'm, I want to hear me again, Jesus Christ. I'm throwing you a curveball. You are. I had, don't even have this up. Normally, I do a little research first. Research me, shirts. What, what, what? Research me, shirts. Just do it. <laughs> Indian lesbian couple. Oh, why me? I don't know lesbians. When police protection after death threats. A lesbian couple in India. Okay, good. It, it's a convenience store, not casino. Uh, a con- lesbian couple in India have been granted a 24-hour police protection after family members allegedly threatened to kill them. The women named as oh, Savita, 25, <laughs> Vina, 20, from Ma- near, Del- near New Delhi, married last week and went to a court to ask for protection. They went to the court in... Shit. Gorgon. Just make something up. In Disneyland, claiming that Vina had been forced into an arranged marriage with a man. The court granted her a divorce and recognized the woman as a married couple, albeit designated Savita as the husband, Butch, and Vina, femme, as the wife. (laughs) India does not recognize gay marriage. They were granted a safe house and full-time police protection, the Daily Telegraph quotes Deputy Police Commissioner uh, Mr. Singh as saying. Oh, there you go. Now, I, I actually work with a lot of Indian people, and the first thing I have to say is not necessarily related to this story, but it is very difficult to tell if an Indian man is gay. <laughs> and I actually, because first of all, I did some research on this because, I mean, I'm telling you I work with a lot of Indian men. And oh, I've been in actually, that situation too. 
And I think that some of them are hot. I mean, I because I kind of like small frame, skinnier guys, and a lot of the Indian guys tend to be. And for some reason, they like to wear tight clothing as well, which is nice oh, to look at sometimes. There, there was a couple of Indian guys in my last place of employment who I thought were sort of in the closet. And there was one guy who went, oh, you could be my Prince Allah. What's the guy from Aladdin? Um, Prince Ali. Prince Ali. I'm like, oh. Yeah, uh, I mean – Totally. And there's one that I think flirts with me. But the problem is I did all this research. The problem is, is that it's very common over there for guys, straight guys to be effeminate. to be well, to be effeminate, but also to be very um, touchy feely with each other. So like they apparently will walk around if you're really good friends with a guy, they'll actually hold hands and things of that nature completely straight guys and it's considered absolutely normal in fact it's probably more of a a standard or you know it's it's more of something that's you know it would be uncommon not to do that right so it's very hard to tell if they're if they're gay or not but um but yeah i i think this is good though that they were able to get the police protection i think that's a step in the right direction because it's not I'm not sure that it's illegal everywhere, but it's certainly not recognized. And so for the, you know, the fact that they were able to even get police involvement and get the protection, I think is a good sign that maybe they're moving in the right direction. Or the lesbians were hot. <laughs> well, that's possible. Well, you used to say, I know with uh, a lot of the, uh, the systems, uh, a lot of the guys I used to work with, they would basically just be married um, somebody would set them up with a marriage and, um, that was it. They just got married and their wife, they, they met the first day on their wedding day. So it's, 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 it's definitely a different system over there than most places that we were probably familiar with. So, um, and, and we, we discussed silly generalized to everybody, but it's something that still is very much alive over there. Right. There, there has been some westernization of India, but not a huge amount, as right. I understand, based on my interactions with the, with um, Eastern Indians as well. Yeah, and they, and, and but I think they're, I think they're moving towards that. They seem to be moving towards more Western culture there, because yeah. they definitely are adapting a lot of our stuff here. Just. Just to fit in with that. All right, who screwed up? Who screwed up by the, the Google Docs here? The, the, I'm sorry, that was me. I, I, I didn't know that I did that. I'm sorry. You're bad. I don't know how to fix that. All right. Well, anyhow, um, let's move on to uh, the next story, if we if we may. Switching from India to Israel, and hate group leads donkeys through Jerusalem in a pride protest. David, if you would please. Okay, I was afraid you were going to give this one to me. <laughs> An anti-gay group led donkeys through the streets of Jerusalem today in protest of the gay pride parade also taking place because gays are like donkeys somehow. Muslims, Christians, Jews, all of them are hurt by the fact that the holy city of Jerusalem is defiled by abominations like today's march in Jerusalem, says Marzell. These do- donkeys do not commit acts that are as bad as what the marchers are doing, Marzell added. The question is why they are allowed to carry out this provocation, explained Ben Gavir. He notes that whenever nationalists request the court's permission to march through Arab towns like Umm el-Fam, they are made to jump through hoops because the act is considered a provocation. Um, he, he also asks, who's, who can translate the signs for us? Um, who can translate the cultural thing here for us? 
because I don't quite understand the cultural significance of a donkey in Israel. I mean, other than the biblical story of Jesus riding into Jerusalem on one, um, I don't quite understand why a donkey would be considered an, an insult. I could see a pig being an insult, but I don't know. Uh, maybe well, somebody out there a, who, who is... Huh? It's not an insult. It says these donkeys do not commit acts that are as bad as what the marchers are doing. See, it's my bit. <laughs> what I don't get with the whole religious, you know, passing laws and wanting wanting it to be illegal and all. I mean, not that that's directly related, but what I was just thinking uh, about this story and, and a lot of the stories that we read is why is everyone so hell bent on legislating, you know, whether or not gayness is correct or, or, or legislating whether or not you can have gay sex. I mean, you know, they don't go around saying we're going to we're going to put laws on the books that say you have to go to church on Sunday. I mean, religion is supposed to be a personal thing. And if there is something in your religion that is a sin or something that you're against, that's fine for you. That's your religion. But why do people feel the need to legislate everything? Because there's an inherent need for people to control other people because it provides them more wealth and and a better life on their end. If if they can control other people, make other people – if some people want – some people, if they could, would have slavery – still here in America because it would make their lives inherently better and they would be able to live a glorious, luxurious life on the, on the backs of, you know, poor people. And yeah, yeah I mean, it's just, it's just people are, 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 they're, I want to say evil, but they're spoiled, rich, ignorant, selfish people that don't have any concerns with anybody else as long as they get what they want. So, and that's that's just the way it goes. I mean, people if they can legislate slavery back in you know some way, they would. And some people would argue that we still have slavery here in America. So I, I don't remember what the quote is from or who said it, but you always hear your rights end where someone else's rights begin. But it seems like that you know, especially in the U.S., you hear things like that. You know, you have rights as long as it's not infringing upon other people's. But in so many cases, people are trying to legislate and take away rights from other people. They're infringing on my right to have gay sex if I'm in Cyprus or, you know, whatever. Uh, so, you know, it's just... Well, in know. those particular cases, people just, they're fearful of uh, something that's anti... Um, it's along the lines of something being, uh, you know, a uh, abomination. Yes, so, because... Because the Bible talks a whole lot about gay sex, like right here on page, um, uh, right here on page. Um, oh, that's right, it doesn't. <laughs> well, it's debatable, but d- d- don't get me started on the legitimacy of the Bible, because I don't want to offend our two co-hosts this evening. So, but that being said, you know speaking, you know you're not going to offend me, Anthony. Trust me. I know, we but should, I'm trying to be nice. Damn it! We should have a prayer right now, don't you think? I think so. I think uh, that's a good transition into our video of the week for comedic purposes. Um, everyone, point your browsers to this YouTube video and let me know when you have it up and loaded. Where I'll, I'll hit play. You can listen to this I... this this NASCAR. Prayer that was songified by that uh, that that group that songifies everything. I can't remember their name right now, but they always do a great Auto-tune job. Auto tune the news. Yeah. No, this is songify. This they're a different group. Oh, okay. okay. 
All right, I'm we ready. Up, we ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. All right, three, two, one. And finally, for the most unusual pre-race prayers, you will ever hear. Is lovely. Have you, have you heard the original? Yeah, the original was funny in itself, but when they add it to music, I always find it even more hilarious. I mean, especially it's. I want to know how they do that too. How do you, they have to run that through some sort of keyboard or something? I'm figuring to get his voice to change. Well, actually, on my iPhone app, I have the Songify This app. Oh, really? Which allows you to Songify This yourself. Yeah, but there's got to be a way to do that on the computer, too. Well, I'm sure it is. It's just my iPhone app is a smaller version of it. Well, they're, they're auto-tuning, and so I don't know how they do it, but they're, they're either uh, – they're probably pulling it into an, a sound – like a, a sound editing type program and applying auto-tune. Yeah, but auto-tune I, usually heard... fixes what's ever there and puts it to the closest variable that's already there. Well, but you can you can change the pitch and stuff like that, and you can play around with it. But right. I, I hear that it's a pretty intensive, um, long process. That it's not easy. Yeah. Um, but you could you could actually though put it into a, a keyboard. Um, I didn't think about that, but you could put a, a whole word like to a key or whatever. Well, yeah. yeah now that you say that, I figure you could probably you could probably put it in with auto tune and adjust the pitch. Yeah, you could probably use the pitch on the on GarageBand now that you say that. So that might be the way to do it. So if, yeah, listen, listen here. All right. I I can't hear anything, Zader. This week in gay. This week in gay. This week in gay. That's our new theme song. There you go. Why don't you send that to me when you get a chance? Oh, I don't know if I can. I'll try. All right. If you can't, send it to me. <laughs> no. Yeah, I've heard, I want to get that, actually, for my – do they have it on iPad? Well, I'm assuming – yeah, it's an iPhone app, so you can get it on. 
Speaking of mm-hmm. iPhone, <laughs> great segue, guys. Uh, Apple ends Christian's Christian Christianist affiliation. Is that a word? <laughs> Christianist. Christianist affiliation. Apple's pulled their iTunes store from the from this Christian site. See what happens when you get Botox in your lips? You can't talk. <laughs> that funds anti-gay hate groups like Family Research Council. This move comes out of pressure from petition site change.org. Convince other major companies such as the BBC to end their affiliations as well. Apple has removed the iTunes store from the Christian Values Network after more than 22,000 people signed a petition on Change.org started by Ben Crowther, a student and Apple, an Apple customer concerned about CVN's funding of anti-gay, anti-women organizations like Focus on the Family and the Family Research Council. The Apple campaign, which picked up significant momentum after 13,000 allout.org members signed another petition on Thursday, Follows Microsoft's decision to leave CVN two weeks ago, prompted by another customer-driven campaign on Change.org. Several other companies have removed their online stores since then, including REI, Macy's, Delta Airlines, BBC American, and Wells Fargo. And that's pretty much how you do it, folks. You just get the companies to just take them offline. Well, since they're uh, paying so much attention to like all these signatures and stuff, I would like to start a petition that says we would like to be able to show penis on Grinder. That's all I'm I mean, could they just please? You could get penis. You just gotta have the person send you the, the the thing. No, I want it on the profile. Just cut to the chase. See, see, for me, it's more about the face than the penis. So I prefer the well, face over anything. So it's not really all about the penis, but I mean nudity. I mean, just allow some nudity right. on a freaking right. profile. Please. I think you know what I really want a petition of that you have to show your fucking face, not these Adam Adam for Adam torso shots. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They can't show anything but torso shots if they don't want to show their face. I but saw I a profile. Again, I don't care how smoking hot the body is. If they're not, show, not showing their face, they're not showing their face for a reason. Yep. I saw this profile the other night that said, if you've got a torso pic and your profile says just looking for friends, just move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and, and by the way, well, you that could was a segue. You could follow Am's adventures on Grinder on what's the hashtag? Rate my trick or something? Oh, <laughs> I just no. I haven't started anything. I asked if I should. I there was a guy that I um, met, and I thought he was really hot. So I just thought, hey, I should start a new hashtag on uh, you know. So I put up a, a Twitter and a, a, a Google Plus message or whatever saying, hey, everybody rate this person, you know, or whatever. And I just thought it'd be cool if we started a hashtag, uh, rate my trick. (laughs) So you could just put, you know, I mean, put it up there, let people, you know, plus or minus it if it's on Google or, you know, they could just say yes or no if it's on Twitter. I think it'd be a really popular hashtag. I think it's an excellent idea. The Impaler loves the idea. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever done it. Well, I'm, you know, maybe I'll go on a campaign to get that started. I'll, we, we, everybody, when you have a trick, you need to put it on Twitter or Google Plus <laughs> or both and use the hashtag pound rate my trick. And that's, no. All right. Well, that being said, um, when you get famous with that, then uh, we'll be coming to you for the money. <laughs> yeah, or when you get sued. Yeah, well, watch out for some lawsuits there, Adam. Exactly. Speaking of lawsuits, uh, atheists filed challenge to W a World Trade Center cross. Uh, who God. has a, this? Is this really gay news? Well, it's on Joe. My God, so it's it's. I don't know. I don't, it's. 
I don't really call this gay news as just bitter bitches complaining about something news. All right, well, moving on then to isn't that gays? No, it's atheists. Okay, well, shit. Now we have to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) You just said bitter people complaining about stuff. Sounds like old. Well, aren't all gays atheists according to what the religious people say? (laughs) No, we're heathens. (laughs) Oh, okay. There's a difference. Big difference. Um, yeah, but, uh, so basically they filed the suit towards New York this week because I guess there's a cross there that's in the style of, or the, the, the beams are in the style of the cross. And, yeah. uh, uh, I'll just read and the, God forbid we should, everything has to be perfect for everyone. We can't just go, oh, look, it's a cross and be fine with it. No, we yeah. have to throw our pussies in a punch. Yeah, this is what I don't understand. I mean, on the one hand, and let's say there are lots of gays that are atheists. I mean, I don't know the statistics, but I mean, you know, on the one hand, you have people who are saying, hey, we want to have our rights and we want to be able to, to, you know, kiss in public or whatever. And we want to be able to do this or that. And then you've got atheists saying, oh, I'm offended by a cross being out in public. I mean, we should all have the same rights. So if I can hold hands with somebody in public, they should be able to put up their cross or vice, yeah, you know, or whatever. Yeah, but the is if we hold hands in public, we get fag bashed. If they see a cross in a, in a memorial museum, they get offended. There's a big fucking difference there. I'm not following the difference, but I, I, I think it stems from my. What? What well, is it? If I get beat up, I go to the hospital. If I get offended by seeing a cross, I don't go to the hospital. Well, okay, okay, I understand you there. So, but I, basically, I think it boils down to, I mean, a lot of religious organizations are very proponent uh, and anti-gay, and so a lot of a lot of people who you know just are atheists and don't want religion feel that that's a symbol. Towards that's anti-gay. The cross is a symbol that's anti-gay, and they just don't want to represent it at the World Trade Center. Now, I'm of the mind where it's there's a, there's always wanting to struggle for your rights, but there's also being a little bit of too much of a douchebag. I would say, okay, if the cross gets put up there, then you get to have other stuff there as well. So we get to have, you know, the Islamic uh, symbol. We get to have a Star of David. You know, there should be the whole collection that should be allowed there. So it's either all or none, in my opinion. Well, see, okay. Here's the, here's the thing, and this is why I didn't want to talk about this. All this is is two cross beams from the World Trade Center that when they pulled them out of the wreckage, it resembles a cross. And a lot of people took it to heart. Now, if they had pulled wreckage out that looked like the Star of David, oh, my God, that would be a miracle to me. Praise, <laughs> praise Judah, put it up. But it's just one thing. It's not like they're, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I have to agree here. I mean, it, well, what they said was it wasn't just the fact that it was two, you know, perfect cross beams that formed a perfect cross, quote unquote, but it also happened to land upright. And for a lot of people at that time, because of just the sheer horror of what had just happened, for them that was something of comfort. You know, even though the cross basically was a torture symbol and it was, you know, a horrible thing. For many people, it is something of comfort. It was something for them to, I don't know, to go to when they needed it at that moment or when they felt they needed it at that moment. And um, I think that, I think the atheists just need to get a life in this case um, because it's not promoting a religion. You know, yeah, I agree with you, Sater. If, you know, if, if there had been a... Um, 
a crescent formed out of another one and a star of David and, you know, a yin-yang symbol or something like that. First of all, I, yeah, it would have been amazing. But in this case, it was just something that just happened to, to form because a cross member is a very basic building element. So, and, and there's also two smaller issues. I don't think, I don't think that the, um, they're saying that you can't have these other symbols. This is just right. something that happened. But at the same time, the other flip side is what symbol can you have for an atheist? There is no symbol. So the, for the atheist to be happy, there has to be an absence of all symbols, which now yeah. is in conflict with anybody else's symbol, but now having their symbol. Yeah. yeah well, I'm not going to. I got that I'm about to read. I, I got it a while back, and I, I need. I was happened to be looking for another book and found this one. It's called When Atheism Becomes a Religion. And the, the basic premise of the book is that some atheists have gone so far with their belief system, so to speak, that they have actually formed a whole new belief system where they're almost like fundamentalists um, with atheism. It's like they, they will argue with the same amount of fervor that a fundamentalist will about you know, their, their faith. So it, I haven't read the whole thing yet, so I can't really you know, comment on it intelligently or non-intelligently either. But that's a lot of what you're seeing right now is people that have become so um, radicalized by any, um, you know, by any show of religion that they just they go on the attack immediately. And yeah, I would. There was a story, um, and this was a year or two ago. It was when um, I was doing an, uh, the Adam and Maddie show. But um, th- there were these athe- There was this atheist that had moved to a town that had a name that was based in religion, and the person actually was wanting the town to like change the name of the town because uh-huh. they found it offensive, you know, and you know, like people. You know, and I'm not saying I'm not painting with a broad brush, but it seems like there are those atheists out there that do kind of, you know, make it more of a religion and not even that. But I mean, they they make it a point to to try to remove rights from people who are religious. And it's like, you know, you have the right to be an atheist. So why are you going to all this trouble, you know, trying to remove any? I mean, does it you know, you wonder are they are they um I don't know, intimidated by religion or that's not the word I'm looking for, but I mean, are they, I think they have their doubts. Yeah. I mean, is it, is it, is it making them feel some sort of feelings that they don't want to feel maybe questioning feelings? And so they're like, just get rid of any reference to religion. I mean, I don't know. I I think it's like the homophobic person that doesn't want to be around gay people because, oh my God, they might actually be gay themselves. And that being around that you know, person of, of orientation is going to make them whatever orientation, you know, gay, lesbian, whatever. I think it's people that are really not as secure in their atheism as they claim to be. Yeah. I think that they, and somebody made, somebody actually said this one time that they feel like atheists are really still questioning the existence of God because they haven't made their minds up yet. You know, they, 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 it's almost like they want to believe, but they want to believe on their own terms. And, um, I think the denial a lot of times is just, it's kind of like, I've made my mind up. Don't confuse me with the facts, but I'm still not sure. Yeah. 
Well, well, I well, I just rejoined after I was on the phone call with my boss here. Um, I don't know if that's the case. I think atheists are pretty much sound and straight that they just do not believe that there is a. Extent. I don't believe that. Well, I know that's not what you believe, but this cross is a religious symbol and not just two cross beams that they, they they've retrieved from the world trade center well, I, how I, about that that's and, a nice solution and i yeah and i admit that that's maybe overblown but as as someone who was pretty much an atheist <laughs> i am you know pretty sure that in, in my opinion that there's no a giant santa claus in the sky that's keeping track of us you know maybe there's something that's more of a godly universal thing like the force or something but i you know the 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 perception of a of a guy in a cloud or you know something like that i just i just do not believe in this stage of the game so well well, i think it's there i think it's more of a point of though freedom um you know i mean the atheists have a right to be to to be atheists and if they want to you know stand on a street corner and hold a sign that says something about atheism or whatever they have a right to do that well so should the religious people have a right to have a cross i mean you know our country is based on religion so i just think or not religion on freedom and so it's um that was a slip of the I tongue. I think but that no, was a Freudian ba- slip. Yeah. But no, it's based on religion. I keep saying that. Yeah, it's based on religion. Damn well, it. there are some it's who would say freedom. it was based on religion, but it's it, it, some parts were, but that doesn't necessarily mean that religion needs to be the focus going forward. I mean, there's a lot that's there's a lot about facts and science that we should take to heart because that's how we how we got to where we are. No, but I think I agree. if you going forward. I, I think if you if you you, it's a slippery slope when you start saying, oh, well, you can't have a cross in public because that's going to offend some atheist. And then then the next thing, you know, you're saying, oh, well, you know, I, I don't know, all these rights that we have start going away, you know, to where you just can't do anything in public. Well, you might I'm of somebody. the mind it's either all or none. Either everybody gets a chance to come to the table or nobody gets a chance to come to the and, table. It, you can't have it. You can't okay. just have it. The Christians get it, and Islam and the atheists don't get. You know, well, atheists wouldn't have anything. But you know, it's it's everybody gets a chance to express themselves. Like uh, at Christmas, we I have no problem with you know. There's a Christmas tree and a menorah together. It's not that big of a deal to me. I mean, but they everybody should have the opportunity to place those same things in a public area. And I think legally speaking in the U.S., everyone does have that right. I mean, maybe there are people who would, would you know, raise a stink about things of that nature. But I think if there was someone that wanted to put, you know, um, a Muslim um, symbol or, or whatever, you know, what they may consider to be holy next to that cross, I, I don't think legally there would be any grounds for anyone to say that they couldn't do that. So well, I don't think that there's a, a lack of freedom here. That's what you hope, and unfortunately, there's a lot of people who would basically want to change that. So, but I mean, the the yeah. burning question on everybody's minds, really, in this story, is: Are they uncut? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I love yeah, you. See, I, I just see this as no different than a publicly owned museum putting, you know, religious icons or artifacts into it. That's essentially what this is. It's a museum. And this is something connected with that. So, you know, a lot of it comes down to intent. You know, are they putting it there to to proselyte to people? No. They're putting it there because it represents part of the history 
of the 9-11 attacks and the aftermath. It was, again, something that, that came out of the wreckage. And for a lot of people, it was just something that they began. It was the bit of hope that they had in those, you know, days and, and hours when they're, they're cleaning up the pile. So, but David, that's, that's the whole problem with our country right now. It all comes down to intent. Nobody yeah. gives a rat's ass about intent. They want to push their own agenda now. So I agree. none of us can ever be happy because if I'm happy, I'm making somebody else unhappy. Right. So intent, it's a happy, happy Disneyland thought. But uh, uh, yeah, we don't disagree here. We don't disagree yeah, at all. I know we don't. Let's fuck this. Let's go from a mo- mo- memorial to Dollywood, shall we? Yes, please do. Yeah, there we go. David, you sound Southern enough. Take this one. <laughs> well, I am from Tennessee, so this will work. There you okay. go. A lesbian couple. What is it with the lesbians, uh, by the way? Oh, we love our lesbians, here. especially our lesbian listeners. Okay. A lesbian couple have wait, complained that... We have listeners? Yes, we do. Oh yeah, we do. So anyway, a lesbian couple have complained after one of them was ordered to reverse a t-shirt with a gay slogan at country legend Dolly Parton's theme park. Olivier Odom and Jennifer Tipton visited Dollywood's water park Splash Country recently, but say park staff objected to Ms. Odom's Marriage is So Gay t-shirt and asked her to turn it inside out to avoid offending other visitors. The couple, who were with friends and their friends' children, said they decided to file a complaint later rather than make a scene. Ms. Tipton told Associated Press, That's what we found so offensive that he said it was a family park. Families come in a wide range of definitions these days, and we were with our family. Ms. Odom said marriage equality would not happen if people sit at home quietly instead of making their views known. The couple say Dollywood should review its policies. Dollywood spokesman Pete Owens says the park welcomes everyone, but visitors are asked to cover clothing or tattoos that could offend others. Dolly Parton has a huge gay following and often speaks out on gay rights issues. Speaking in 2009 about gay marriage, she said, I always say, sure, why can't they get married? They should suffer like the rest of us do. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put the Dolly Parton uh, giggle in there. I I would have to imagine that she is going to make some sort of statement towards this. If I'm sure she will. Yeah, I'm sure she is. But I actually, you're gonna be surprised. I'm in favor of the park on this one. Okay, explain why. Okay, because let's look at the phrase "that's so gay." Nowadays, it is used as an insult, is it not? Yes, it is. Yeah. We understand why marriage is so gay is taking that hateful phrase and using it to our advantage. However, other people who in the park may not have known that and realized that. And so, yes, it could be seen as offensive. And it's mainly because they ask people who have other clothing that's offensive. I've got a lot of T-shirts, and some of them are really foul and rude. And I can imagine me walking in there and them asking me to turn it inside out. I can understand where they're coming from. Um, and it's only be- because that phrase can be taken as offensive. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, and if, if it's something where they're just trying to look out for somebody because they know there's other bigots there, I can understand that. So. I, don't th- I don't think this is a matter of homophobia at all. I think this is just company policy and 
they if they'd if they'd worn a shirt marriage is my two moms that would be totally different that's not offensive per se right 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 no i i, I see your logic there it's i i'm curious to see what the the follow up to this would be cuz I, mean, I figured that dolly somebody's going to make a statement towards the park and whatnot and here's the thing too yeah admission to a park is not a right it's a privilege because you're paying for it. Now, if they were charging, you know, African Americans more than uh, Caucasians, that would be different. That's that's doing a, a separate and definitely not equal uh, status kind of thing there. But yeah, if they are applying the same policy across the board, whether it's a, a shirt that says, "I'm a bitch ass whore slut." You know, it's the same thing as if they're treating it that the same way as marriage is so gay. Then I don't think Lindsay Lohan was in the park that day. <laughs> um, actually, I think she was. She just uh, didn't get any press that day. <laughs> Everyone just saw her and was like, uh, yeah, your point is. Well, I know there are certain places that I um, like to gain, ad- gain admission to that I like the fact that they have a limited um, um, audience, so to speak. Um, bathhouses, for instance. Bath <laughs> and and, and to put this in perspective, I know exactly where most, or at least I think I know where this is at. If it's in, um, if it's in the the, the Gatlinburg Sevierville area where Dollywood is at, that's not exactly a bastion of uh, free thinking, um, progressive uh, type people. There, right. trust me, I've been to, to Gatlinburg many different times. And um, it's they were actually doing this couple a little bit of a service because seriously, they could have been bashed. Um, so if this is exactly the same area and it's kind of funny because it's it's so close to the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, uh, where it's well, actually never mind. It's, it's actually not that progressive there either. So <laughs> never mind. But the whole point is you fail on both accounts, David. <laughs> well, I was trying to say, yeah, it's a little bit progressive, but I remember the fact that there's only like two gay bars in the whole town. <laughs> well, again, there's, coming there's back to more in, than that, but still, it kind of comes back to intent. You don't know what the intent was of the employee, but you know they have a right to have a policy, and it can go both ways. So right. You know, and I think I think this is a case where I think both parties are right and are wrong. I, I really do. All right. Well, that being said, let's move. And, of course, the final matter on this, God love Dolly Parton because she's uncut. <laughs> no, no. She's been cut several times. Oh. And inflated and tightened up and God only knows Those what else. Those are natural. Shut up. <laughs> she even admits that they're not real. Blasphemy, sacrilege, shut up. All right, moving on <laughs> to the international gay and lesbian. Judy Garland had a drug problem. No. International gay yeah, and lesbian. talk after the show, Sater. International Gay and Lesbian Association finally wins UN accreditation. Uh, the International Gay and Lesbian Association, ILGA, has finally won United States, United Nations accreditation. The group, which is one of the oldest international organizations fighting for gay rights, has been trying to gain recognition at the UN for years. Yesterday's countries, 30 to 16, to grant the group consultative status to the UN Economic and Social Council. ILGA gains consultative... consultative am I saying that right? Consultative. Thank you. Consultative... Con, 
Anyhow, status in 1993, but lost it a year later. So, once again, go gay. Or you could say consultative. <laughs> I don't know. It's a big fancy Actually, word. We're getting to the I'm end so of the show. We had some, I'm so glad we had some good news on this episode. <laughs> one thing that should be, one thing I think we should point out about what we were saying earlier about don't visit these countries. The countries that voted against this were Iraq, Morocco, Nambia, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, what did I have? Saudi Arabia, <laughs> Senegal, Bangladesh, Cameroon, China, Egypt, Ghana. We don't go to those countries anymore. I wouldn't go to those countries to begin with, but that's beyond the point. <laughs> I don't think any of those are really um, tourist no. destinations yeah. necessarily. Well, Maybe two Egypt. Of them are. Two of them are well, Morocco and Egypt. Yeah. And the first one, you know, we were supposed to be spreading democracy there. Hello. <laughs> yeah, that turned out really well, now, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, the last... Yay. Yay for gay. Yay for gay. And last story to run us up with something funny is somebody's offering a 10K reward for proof that Michelle Bachman's husband had sex with a man. And the website Pure Film Creative is offering a fat reward to any man who could provide verifiable proof of having sex with Marcus Bachman. Um, yeah. So I'm sure somewhere... I'm sorry. $10,000 is not enough money for that shame. I was going to say, I'm looking at his picture. I'm not certain. That I, <laughs> I might need a little bit more than that. I'll yeah, say, I, I, yeah. At least a million. Unless you were a hustler. No. Even, not even a million? Um, um, <laughs> you guys are Oh, I would do it for less than a million, but 10000 just seems a little bit, you know, a little... Too small of an amount. I, I do yeah. it just to bring the Bachmans down. <laughs> yeah, she's going to eat herself alive at some point. You think? I mean, she's already basically self-destructing as it is. It's just the idiots that don't want to listen to to reason. Right. Uh, to use an off-quoted Anthony phrase. <laughs> oh, that was, that was a phrase I said. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know I had phrases. <laughs> Yes. Yay, I'm cliche. You have taglines. Yay, I have taglines. All right, well, speaking of taglines, as this wraps up another week of This Week in Gay, please remember if you enjoy this quality news service that we are bringing to you, to go check out thisweekingay.com and provide a donation of your contribution to the show. This really helps me with server costs and yada, yada, yada. Please donate. Um, that being said, you can also check us out on the No Agenda Stream Network. Adam Curry's network is so gracious enough to host our show on a weekly basis, and we thank him for that. that thank be- you, Adam. That being said, uh, we're going to go around and uh, let you guys plug what you want to plug, and we'll start off first with Adam. Um, well, you can find me on my uh, semi-new show, Reincarnation of an Old Show, Dubious Intent, at dubiousintent.com with Daniel Brewer. Um, you can email me at adamburns.uk at gmail.com and look for me on Twitter. Just search the hashtag pound rate my trick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Seder, tell us about your show. Well, you can find me at the Seder Sphere podcast that can be found on iTunes at the Seder Sphere. That's S A T Y R S P H E R E. 
or at our website at www.thesatersphere.blogspot.com. Now I have two questions for you. Um, first of all, is your tagline for your podcast um, melodrama for the rest of us or <laughs> something like that? You're very dramatic. And then why don't you get a real domain name? Oh, well, I, it costs oh, money. They're it like costs 10... money, and I it, a it costs money, which I could probably handle. But I I'm not a web designer. I I wouldn't know what to do. I love that blogs, but I can just make it all right there, and it just well, it you just can do it. that. You just I don't you, know how you buy a I'm domain pretty. name and <laughs> you buy a domain name and redirect it to your blog spot. You don't you have to. Do that. Well, okay. Adam, why don't you talk with Seder after the show and uh, see okay. if you can help and, him out? And by the way, yes, I am melodramatic. I'm a goddamn actor, for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I can't say God to the atheist. Shit, you've offended all the atheists on this show. Damn you! Damn but it. are you uncut? Sadly, no. Ah. <laughs> um, all right, well, moving on, there's no way I could segue to David for that. Uh, thanks, guys. Yes, you can. David, are you uncut? Am I what? <laughs> you Skyped out there. Are you uncut, they're asking. No, I'm cut. Okay. Oh, well, that segue sucks. All right, David, tell us about your show, please, so we can end the show. <laughs> okay, my show is an audio potpourri of sometimes some of the gay news, some, a lot of what's going on in my life. And um, some independent pod safe music that unfortunately you never hear on the radio, um, and the occasional special show on holidays, and um, of course the So You Think You Can Dance update and the American Idol update, and possibly coming this fall, depending on whether or not I can stand it, the X Factor update. <laughs> but I gotta see if I can watch the show without projectile vomiting first. <laughs> Simon Cowell Productions tend to have that effect on me, just saying. Oh, geez. Well, uh, try your best not to, to let that affect you because we definitely need you back here on This Week in Gay. So and this is Anthony saying check us out at thisweekingay.com. And thank you guys, and we'll see you next time on This Week in Gay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.